0: Nick Kiprios here, and we need to talk New Energy. New Energy is a great-tasting, chewable tablet I carry everywhere. Whether I'm broadcasting a late-night doubleheader or going to an early-morning pickup skate, New Energy is, hands down, my go-to to to help promote alertness, wakefulness, and relieve fatigue with only ingredients I love. Look for the orange stick at a retailer near you, or look for my webpage at getnewenergy.com slash kiprios. That's getneuenergy.com slash kiprios. This product may not be right for you. Always read and follow the label. What's up? World Hockey Report with Cody and Adam. Dropping wow. Early early sneeze cough. Just gotta get that one right in the way. Yeah, not not a good start. Not a not a great start. Not a great start. Uh f- for those of you who don't know, it's Adam Urban with us. Kid as always. What's up, buddy?
1: Not much just sitting here, you know. Watching the World Junior
0: game a little bit. Oh, pre-tournament going on, eh? How's that looking? Yeah, just,
1: just starting. Okay, okay, uh, Just okay. starting. Who's, uh, who's getting the starting goal tonight? Uh, Ian Scott is. Okay, kind of fake. And I think if he does well tonight, he'll be he'll be starting on Boxing Day, it seems like. Wow, hard to be worse than three goals
0: against on 10 shots. Not pretty. We'll get into a little bit more of that World Junior stuff. Kid, uh, you, you done all your finals now, eh?
1: uh yeah as of the 20th at 9 a.m so wow big day y'all christmas ready then got
0: all the shopping in or your last minute guy
1: uh no i went i went on friday so okay okay it was a long I, I i just hate it like everyone seems miserable in the mall like they're spending too much money on a gift that probably isn't gonna last too long anyways and like i'm more so just like buy yourself something that you know you'll like rather than like open something up you know
0: I can't stand people who are like miserable around this time of the year. It's like, all right, just like, I, I get it. I mean, obviously people are going through stuff for the most part. It's like, just smile, like whatever you're buying a gift. There's no reason to be pissy. There's no reason to be moody about it. Just, I mean, put on a smile, have fun, enjoy it. You get to see your family. I'm not sure if you do or whatever. I'm sure all the trouts get to re- together, probably rip it up on your sick backyard ODR. But I mean, all in all, hey, it's Christmas time. You gotta be somewhat happy. Are you? Yeah. Uh, do you watch Christmas movies or anything?
1: Um, I well, I think usually like when the family's all over, like Elf or Home Alone, usually makes its way on the TV. Just if it's A Wonderful Life, I'm going downstairs. So I hate that movie. Oh uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm glad you brought up Elf. That's definitely my go-to. Big Elf guy, big Will Ferrell guy in general. Uh moving along. While we're here, it's World Talk Report with Cody and Adam talking some NHL first before we get to uh World Juniors it's almost that time of year buddy it was a it was a pretty busy week i guess i really didn't watch too much NHL Medicata game or two but uh, the big one that was going viral on social media tom wilson cracks Oleksiak in the head drops him what was your thoughts on that fight did you watch that game
1: um no cuz nbc doesn't put national games on rtv unless tsn picks them up so it wasn't on I saw the highlights in the gif and everything and it kind of stems from last year's playoffs when Wilson got suspended for his hit on Ashton Reese and then Alexiak apparently tried fighting him which uh the GM for the Penguins Jim Rutherford said that Wilson couldn't run far enough so Wilson he obviously knew that and he knew what was said he mentioned it after the game so 30 seconds into the game he might as well just just get it done with like it happened in the Flames game, I think last week with the Wild, where Dumba hurt backlands so of first shift of the game. Dumba's on the ice, Kachuk in and fight am Like it's just kind of the the rule in the NHL, you know, like where if you if you do something dirty or if you if you feel like you need to answer the bell, you just get it over with instead of like leading it leading it on the whole game. And I like that. I mean, it,
0: it keeps guys honest. I mean, it's that whole like policing yourself or like policing the game. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Everyone's like, oh, well, Tom Wilson went in there and jumped him. No, Tom Wilson knew he was going to have to fight. Oleksiak knew he was probably going to be fighting him. What did you expect? He skates across the ice. He looks you in the eye and he says, let's go. I mean, did you expect a big square up at center ice, like two heavyweights? No, come on. It's 2018. That stuff doesn't happen anymore. It's so rare. Tom Wilson just comes over. He knows what he's got to do. And he feeds him a couple of ham sandwiches, cracks them. I mean, I think Alexiak's actually hurt now. So, hey, do hope for the best for him I mean, get better soon. But yet again, to everyone trying to be like, "Oh, Wilson's dirty now. He's, it's dirty for fighting." Give me a break.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. It's like I think hockey players understand that it's kind of the unwritten rule. If you do something in one game, you're answer, answering for it in the rematch. I remember a couple of years ago, um, might have been last year, but. Evgeny Malkin hit Blake Wheeler right in the head in Pittsburgh. So then I know it was a national hometown hockey game a couple weeks later and like Wheeler went up to Malkin and he kind of tapped him and Malkin dropped his glove. Like is Malkin the first guy you thinks going to drop his gloves? No, but it's just, you answer the bell, no matter what type of player you are. And what's your thoughts on, oh man, this is kind of rattling my
0: cage. A bunch of, I mean, they're, they're NHL media people, whatever, professionals going, like, about that whole Crosby and Ovechkin exchange. Like, it was like Crosby's like, oh, why don't you fight him? Then Ovi's like, why don't you fight me? And I, I mean, I, I, everyone was making a huge deal about it. Two guys chirping, heat in the moment. But yet again, everyone's like, oh, Ovi's not going to fight Crosby, or Crosby would kick his ass. I don't know. I don't really sit on that fence. I mean, what was your thoughts on, one, how the media people reacted like clowns? And also, who's going to win that fight?
1: I don't know. Like, it's hard, it's hard to say because none of them really fight. I know crosby usually seems to have about one a year um ovechkin doesn't even really seem to fight he fights a little bit like but he never like he'll run guys over but he just doesn't really fight um he dummies guys this kind of goes back to our like this kind of goes back to our live mic um comments a couple weeks ago where we were talking about it where like that stuff in between the benches goes on all the time like guys are talking about fighting like probably are giving death threats they're obviously not real but it's just like oh you try and make him scared or whatever but yeah i I don't know like it's just kind of one of the things in the moment and of course it's right over the worst guy in hockey pierre Maguire. so of course he's gonna have to like let everybody know the rat the rat pierre Maguire.
0: man he's he's been around for a long time and he's still kicking around eh
1: yeah slovakia's had the same coach for the uh last eight world juniors he is a he's a class they're
0: probably the most boring team to watch though and we will get into that because there's some world yeah, junior it's just, teams it's just who just stuff. i mean it's useless for them being there other than they're just like the doormat of the tournament um moving along nhl stuff oilers they haven't been doing so well eh? i haven't caught a game but i mean going off the scores and stuff give me your thoughts what's wrong with them
1: i don't know if anything's wrong like if you recall, they had a eight one and two stretch under McClellan, and, and then they went on to I think go oh six and one or something like that. So, which ended up costing McClellan his job, obviously. I I don't know. Like I mean, teams go through stretches all the time. Like, but I'd, with Edmonton, it's just obviously magnified, right? Like, they lost two straight games, uh, lost to Vancouver four two, and that's a weird game because Vancouver is on a back to back. So it's like you know he's probably jump on that um and then they lost to St. Louis they I don't know like there was a weird goal in the St. Louis game but they had five power plays through two periods and obviously Hitchcock took exception with the um the lack of penalties on Connor McDavid and uh Bob Stauffer our favorite person in the world he said that uh Warren Fogle a rookie on Carolina who averages like I don't know 13 minutes a game he's drawn more penalties than Connor McDavid which like how does that even make sense right but yeah the Oilers are struggling they're an okay team like they have some really good players but they're also not a very deep team and I mean when the top line's not going I know McDavid has one assist in his last two games that's that's probably why they're losing like if he's not getting two points a game you're not really winning much. And that was going to be my exact
0: point, is kind of just that whole what we've talked about. I mean, everyone talks about it, right? If that top line's not carrying the team, if McDavid specifically, not even the top line, because, I mean, you can put anyone with McDavid, aka Jason Maroon, and they're going to be scoring. So if that top line's not going, if McDavid's not going, they're not a playoff team at
1: all. Yeah, and, like, same with Colorado, I guess, too. Like, that's... they're They're in the same boat, but... Their top line has the third piece on there. Their top line doesn't have a guy who came to camp on a PTO on it. Fair enough. I mean, they are
0: so similar. It actually hurts the more you think about it. But that ranting and kids and nasty haven't really paid too much attention. But now you're starting to see him a little bit. Pfft, gets disgusting. Uh, Carey Price picks up his 300th win as a Montreal Canadian. You see that? You still a Carey Price fan? Where do you rank him? league net binders right now? current goaltenders like i mean he's he's got to be in your top five right well, what number are you gonna give him
1: well I remember a couple of years ago he had that year where it was just there's a classic picture where he has like four or five trophies um there i i'd say he's he's around five right now i think basilevsky's ahead of him um i think pecorini's ahead of him john gibson's ahead of him and Freddie Anderson's ahead of him. Those are those are the four I'd have ahead of him. Like his save percentage this year just gotta scroll this far to find it. it's only nine oh five, right? Like I don't even know if he's five because I mean Braden Holtby could still be ahead of him. Like he has the cup now, so yeah, I don't know. Oh, Ian Scott toe save on a two on 0 I,
0: I I like Holtby and I do I do think Holtby should definitely Being your top five there, I'm not going to put Freddie Anderson in front of him. Not a chance. Uh, John Gibson maybe argue his way up there. Yet again, Anaheim plays a little bit defensive, so kind of hard to compare how he'd do if he was in the Eastern Conference, especially, you know, that division. But, ah, I don't know. I think it's an interesting topic. 300 wins is ridiculous, though, if you think about it. Like, big picture, 300 wins
1: insane yeah and he was he was 05 draft we should we should put that i'm gonna put that clip out of him getting drafted and pierre Maguire having an aneurysm because he's like they have Yan denis they have christopher Huey. this move does not make sense and he was like arguing for them to take a guy who like i don't even think plays in the nhl anymore because i remember my my dad was good buddies with their their western scout at the time who actually played in the the, uh, the NHL, Trent McCleary, I guess you would know him too. He um he was a Canadian's Western scout at the time, and he goes, yeah, we're going to get ripped for this pick. And of course, they they did get ripped for it, but who's laughing now?
0: Yeah, I mean, Price is something else. So, and I mean, he was good in Tri-City too. Like, he was a great world junior netminder.
1: He was a world junior goalie, yeah.
0: So, I don't get why everyone was so harsh on him about it, but yet again, I mean, you're listening to guys like, pierre them say like oh they've got such great goaltending depth and look where it got them so that's just what happens but it's the draft right anything can happen as a crapshoot ask the oilers yeah moving along the toronto maple leafs you know kind of an interesting situation with that whole nylander thing being done seems like they've been under the radar for a little while a little while Oof. what's your thoughts on nylanders return have you paid much attention to them? Um, doesn't seem like he's doing much. What two assists? Seven games now. He's a minus one, eight penalty minutes. Is this kind of yeah. what you expected.
1: Well, I think the penalty minutes. I I think one was a double minor for high sticking, and I think another one was like a back to back penalty where he like he got caught out there. Like it is what I expected though. I mean, you can't just show up to the NHL after playing with a bunch of twenty year olds and just expect to light up the league even if it's on toronto and he's not on their top power play and right now his chemistry with austin matthews hasn't replicated from last year but like you're not worried about him in october especially because the leafs are winning what like six one and seven two their last two games against florida and jersey so you're not worried about him um if this was happening in march then i'd be a little more worried but He's had a couple chances. I know we had a partial breakaway against Boston and stuff, but you know.
0: Okay, now before before we get to uh, a little World Junior talk, let me tell you about New Energy. New Energy. I mean, we've been we've been repping this product for a long time now. I say it's just getting better. New Energy. It's natural energy and focus supplement built around the blueberry. It's a unique patent ingredient combination of blueberries and naturally derived caffeine. Yeah, caffeine good stuff. New Energy provides sustained energy and focus without sugar, calories, carbs, or those jitters that you get from other energy products like energy drinks, a vaporizer pen, coffee, Coca-Cola, none of that junk. You got to check it out. New Energy. So that's getneuenergy.com. Get-N-E-U-E-N-E-G-Y dot com. .com. Ooh, absolutely. Probably one of the best times of the year, eh? World Junior season. Gotta love it. Break down that pre-tournament game. I saw you doing a little bit of tweets. Comptoir just sniped A little bit of in. tweets on it for the Canada-Switzerland one.
1: Yeah, Comtois just sniped one. I'm a big fan of their top line. Um, Owen Tippett, a Florida first rounder. He's got a sick shot. Uh, Cody Glass, Vegas' first ever draft pick, I think. Sixth overall. And then Max Comtois, who's... I think he's an Anaheim first rounder. He might have slipped to the second, but... Anaheim pick who played 10 games with Anaheim and he scored on his first shift, I think. But that line kind of has a bit of everything. Tippett's a shooter, Glass is a playmaker, and then uh, Compto just kind of do a bit of everything, run run some guys over. Although, Mikey Pietro didn't look very good and he only has like a 9, like 9, 10, 9, 15 save percentage, which which is fine. But in junior hockey, you usually see guys I know like Ings and Carter Hart their last year's they're they're like 935 guys and Ian Scott's 943 so maybe the O's a little different but usually you expect a little more um I am worried and a couple other people are I know their defense it's it's a younger group I know all these guys have two years of eligibility left like Bouchard was just drafted last year Dobson was just drafted last year Ty Smith was just drafted last year McIsaac was just drafted last year like all those guys are, are I think, 18, right? And who usually dominates this tournament? 19 year olds, hey? I'd agree with that. I'd agree. Um, you
0: know, I, I just got the blog up there. Not a big deal. WorldHockeyReport.com. Also, we're on Twitter at WorldHockeyRPT. Um, you know, a couple of guys that I did point out in there, aside from like Maxime Comtois and those guys who you expect to be good, I could see Cody Glass having a good tournament. He does play that World Junior style. I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a lot of speed. It's a lot of north-south, a lot of crash and bang, and a lot of get to the open ice, because that's where you're going to score those goals. The puck moves so quick, and that's why the Americans have been so successful. Those like US development team players, they all play with each other. They all know each other real well. So when they're zinging the puck out there, I mean, they just make it look natural, essentially. So I think Cody Glass could be a, a pretty big difference maker. Um, also that Lafreniere kid, he was nasty in the Holinka. So if he can even do three quarters of that out there, I still think he's going to be able to pot a few. He's definitely going to be tucking a couple. If he's playing with some good line meets, getting some decent time, I think he's a, I probably jump into a power play as well. I mean, he can shoot the pot, like great hands. Don't think there's any too many downsides to him. So I think up front, you know, those guys have big tournaments. I think they should be fine offensively.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, I think Cody Glass is probably their best player. Like, he's their most most complete player. Um, the friend near kid, though, that's, that's two years younger. And it seems like every year, not every year, but a lot of these years, Hockey Canada has a golden boy who's, you know, probably going to be a high pick or probably going to, you know go on to a big NHL career or whatever. So he's – it doesn't – I'm not going to say he forced his way onto the team just by name, but I did, he did have 43 goals last year. So although I am worried about the defense, like a couple 2017 picks with their all kind of mid-round picks. And just just for reference, though, I know like we're Western, Western league guys. We follow that more than the O or the Q, obviously. But just kind of spitballing here, the highest guy taken – in the WHL or the NHL draft last year from the dub was Ty Smith, who went 16. And then I think that's like, he was the only guy in the, the first round who was a Canadian from the WHL. Alexia went 31 to Washington, but just looking at the draft, like it seems like it's a weaker year for Canadian players. You know,
0: I agree. I mean, I don't like their, like, I don't love their defense. Let's not go with the like, but I mean, Ty Smith can move the puck great. Like what has he got? He's got he had sixty assists basically last season. This year he's got thirty-six in twenty-eight games. Yeah. Hell of a puck moving defenseman. He's gonna definitely be relied upon. Yeah, Josh Brook, I mean, Bouchard's gonna have to if they can get some offense out of that D, do what Cale McCart did last year. They're gonna be All right. I don't think anyone can do that though. Except you know, Yeah, except you know, play him for six minutes a night because coach is an no. ass hat. But I mean, what do you control there?
1: Yeah, there's there's no fourth fourth overall picks, I guess on this team. Um,
0: Dobson will be all right too. Dobson Dobson's a solid defenseman.
1: Yeah, he's more of a two way guy. I'd say like he's not really the offensive like puck mover that Makar was, but just as two guys who obviously really like hockey and like we're obviously cheering for Canada, but it's a way better tournament when there's five or six good teams like who are powerhouses like. Like 10 years ago, the Finns weren't really what they are now. And the Swedes are always good, but they never do anything. Um, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, the tournament's way better when even a team like the Czechs, who I think will be good this year. Like, it's way better when those teams are actually good and it's not just a 7 nothing game when we play them.
0: Oh, I totally agree. I mean, that's one of the things that I did point out in the blog is, you know... Honestly, like, I don't really know what to expect from the Russians. They're they're pretty much like the Swedes, where they're a pretty consistent team. They're usually not lacking in depth. But this year, I don't think they have that high-end talent. Whereas the Czechs, oh my goodness, their offense is sick. Their defensive core is just a bunch of no-namers, and their goaltending should be decent. So if they can get some decent goaltending, they're going to win those 6-5, 7-5 games. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the Americans are also nasty too. But like, that's not saying that I don't think the Swedes, the Russians. I'm not sure about the Finns this year, but this even the Swiss. I'm not saying they're not going to be competitive, but they've gotten a lot better. And you know what? Sometimes you got to put that upset watch on when you're playing them.
1: Well, the Finns this year, I was kind of worried about them too, but they just got back two guys who played in the NHL this year, and uh, Henry Jokiharju, who's on Chicago and. Ellie Tolvanen, who was on Nashville. I don't know if he's back in, in Finland or Joker right now, but. No, no, he's in the American League. Yeah. He's in Milwaukee. Okay, yeah, there, there's talks of him going back to back
0: overseas for the year. Like the Finns' goaltending is something you can usually count on, but right now they're saying their starter is going to be that Uko Pekka Lukanen, long ass name. Pick, right? uh, yeah, but I mean, they're saying that he's going to be their starter. I've never been impressed by the kid. Like, He's all right, but he's also good for four goals against a game. So when you're thinking of Finland, I mean, you want good goaltending. You need good goaltending. They're not. They're not an all-round team. They're not even close to that. As for uh, Canadians, one more thing, I want to get your mind on: Ian Scott or Michael DiPietro. Honestly, are they good enough to carry Canada to a gold?
1: Well, that's that's been the question every year. The last time Canada had a good goal, I guess Carter Hart last year. Um, like the last time a guy lit up the tournament for Canada was what Steve Mason.
0: <laughs> like, I,
1: I actually do think that, that the the Swedish team last year was a better team than we were. Like they have four guys who are high end guys in the NHL. Canada has one or two, maybe like guys who are like average NHLers this year, but they're not like Patterson and Leah Sanderson and Rasmus Dallin and, and all those guys. But it's, it's every year, this this question. It's, oh, can the Canadian goalies get it done? It's, oh, it's on home soil. Like, Zach Fucali wasn't very good. Eric Comrie wasn't very good. Um, Carter Hart was, he was reasonable. I mean, he didn't have to steal any games. But, you know, that's, that's the uh, conversation every year. Can the Canadian goalies get it done? If I had to pick right now, just because I'm biased and I've seen the guy play, like, 13 or 14 times in the last four years I'd say in Scott just because like he's six foot four um D. Pietro's what 5'11 and how many goalies like and even two of the goals Di Pietro let in in the first uh, pre-tournament game their goal is that a guy who's three inches taller stops just because he could get across quicker and at least nick it with his toe instead of just getting up blown by him
0: I'd agree. Like size is a huge thing and you can't teach it. You can't learn it. But yeah, I mean, I've never been super impressed with DiPietro. I don't watch him on a league basis though. I mean, that that's just straightforward. We don't watch OHL games. I got no interest in watching that. I honestly don't even watch Ian Scott that much, but yet again, what I do know about Ian Scott is he hasn't had a year like this ever. So he's got to keep that momentum rolling. And if he can, they're going to have a chance. If not, I mean, then it's not going to matter. Why? Because the Canadians have an offensive decor who's going to give up odd man rushes. They're going to give up chances. They're going to have to take penalties. And they're going to need great goaltending. That's as simple as that because, I mean, looking at that American roster, they're deadly this year. Honestly, look at the Czech Republic. You got Zadina, Netchas, Kout, was that Chytel or whatever? Kittle, I don't even know how to pronounce that guy's name.
1: I don't think he's. Come, I don't think he's come back. They have till they have a couple days, but I don't think that Cheadle's coming back. You look at the Czechs and who's got more top end talent than Canada? The Czechs do. Like that's not even a question. Like how funny is it that we're talking about the Czech Republic having more top end talent than Canada on their team?
0: What a scummy place like, too. Their,
1: their their first line like Nech, Nechass and um, he was tied for the tournament lead in points last year with eleven. I think him him, and Middlestat both had 11, but. Zadina's got a nasty shot. Oh, yeah, he's a sniper. But the Americans have the best player in the tournament, I think. Like, uh, well, that's tough to say. I think, like, I actually think Netchass is just because I'm a little biased. The uh, Americans have
0: the Hughes brothers. That's.
1: They have Jack and Quinn Hughes and then Wallstrom, too.
0: They also have, like, Paling, Norris, Farabee, Drury, Madden. They got some sick players
1: man i was talking to winniger i was like who's who's the best player you've played against this year he said best player he's ever played against in that league was like Bester and then bjorkstrom but he said pay lincoln honestly just like he controls the game the entire time he's on the ice that's not a good play ty smith oh that's a good save by ian scott early another one um no but paling i think he's he's a terrific terrific player and you talk about Montreal prospects in the tournament. I mean, Nick Suzuki and Canada and Paling on, on the States, those are two pretty good prospects.
0: I've watched a couple of Palings games last year, and especially when they played like UND and uh, the Gophers, Minnesota. He just controls the game. As I guess kind of as when he said that, I was copying word for word. But like when he's got the puck on his stick, he just like sees the ice so well. He slows down the game almost, not to the extent of Sidney Crosby, but there's like a little hint of it little splash, whatever you want to call it of that in his game where he can just see the ice better than everyone. And he's got some jets too. Like that guy can wheel at will.
1: I don't want to say it's an advantage, but the college games, I think better than the, the CHL game, right? Like you're just playing against older players and this, this tournament, it's, it's a pro, like it's an AHL speed is what everyone says. And that's like a hat. like you look at how many guys there's a lot who go on and play in the nhl next year so there's one thing to put up a lot of points in the dub and i'll use the steenberg an example like he he had like 30 goals in 30 games at the time of the tournament last year and he came in you know it's, it's only a two-week tournament so you really gotta gotta show your stuff right away or else you're kind of behind the eight ball and i mean his speed just wasn't up to it like the game's a, a full step faster but i i understand he got the the winning goal, but like just because the guy's lighting up the like on his club team doesn't mean it's going to come light up the tournament yet again with
0: Steenbergen, though. Like, look at his ice time, look at the lines he played on. You can't expect him to be a goal scorer playing on that fourth line. It'll be interesting to see how they use Brett Leeson. It will, I'll definitely be watching for that because that's a good feel good story. Uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you about the Americans have you heard of this? Sean Doogie guy, Doog. I don't know, honestly, don't know how to say his name. University of Wisconsin. Kid's five foot three. That's not a mistake. Five foot three. Dude, he's on the world junior team. Sean D H Double O G H E
1: Doog Doogie. Man, he has fourteen points in eighteen games at Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, obviously, he's doing solid. He was at an NHL development camp, dude. But he's five foot three. I will you were probably you were probably six years old when you were five foot three. Playing mini sticks. Little outdoor rink action. Yeah. Scrawny little bugger.
1: I think the Americans are are the favorite. I know everyone just looks at the hockey candle logo. They go, Oh, those those guys are the favorites. But right now I'd say USA one, Canada two. Like Sweden's always good. Like they have they're kind of a D factory. Hey, like Boakfest will be there. I uh Philip Johansson will be there he's a Minnesota 24th overall uh Nils Lundqvist will be there Rangers 28th overall Rasmus Sandin Leafs 29th overall so they're obviously like a D factory Sweden right like you know you look at all the guys there but Canada 2 Sweden 3 I guess somebody has to fall out I think the Czechs will finish fourth in the tournament that's my bold prediction
0: yeah I got USA 1 Canada silver Czechs with bronze kazakhstan relegated how about those people with the balls to tell us on twitter that what did they say like oh you guys are mean for calling out kazakhstan like no i don't care that they're 4-0 because they've played like junior a hockey teams and third tier canadian college teams out west like i don't care that they're 4-0 they're gonna get stomped in the tournament and that's just being realistic like Everyone wants to be like, oh, feel-good story here. Kazakhstan, 4-0 in pre-tournament play. Oh my goodness, give me a break. Mm-hmm. People yeah. have the audacity to go Twitter, try to call you this out.
1: Okay, uh, one thing I was going to ask you. The 20 best players in Ka- in Kazakhstan are better than a Junior A team in Canada when there's 90 of them.
0: True, and I bet you that Junior A team probably scratched their top guys too because they're like, if they get hurt playing in this stupid game, Against this stupid international country that's here to get waxed, it' pretty pissed. Guaranteed that. Uh, last thing, last World Junior thing. Who are you taking? Caden Primo, American Tendy. Kid solid. Didn't really see too much ice time the past couple of years or whatever, but he's been sick college Tendy.
1: Also grown up through the American system. Or Ian Scott. Caden Primo or Ian Scott? I've never seen primo play like like the thing is i'm gonna revert back to it like it's hard to argue with a 943 save percentage in like 26 games for Ian scott and like he probably had the best day of his life a couple like a week ago he signs a contract and then he goes to he makes team canada like not a bad day
0: oh i guarantee you he's riding high that's sick Uh, i've watched caden primo a few times he's pretty damn good Like, like i mean from a canadian perspective if there's one thing that scares me about the Americans, more than scoring, defense, Hughes, those guys, it's primo. Like in, in big moments, like the bean pot and stuff. I mean, he's come up clutch. So, yeah, that's a, I mean, it'll be a good goaltending battle, eh? And uh, a little bit excited that it's out west, too. So the games aren't going to be at stupid times. You know, get a chill, watch some hockey during the day, and, uh, you know, games are coming on a little bit later in the evening so you have a a couple of wobbly pops before you uh, sit down on your couch and enjoy them
1: i like when the world juniors is on at four in the morning that's Mm -hmm. insane like that's kind of a hot take and it's it's an unreasonable time in a way but like it feels more like like christmas or something like that when you wake up to watch the world juniors or something like that like just like i'm the same way with the olympics a couple years ago when um, I guess it was four years ago when Mark McMorris was snowboarding at like three in the morning and I woke up for it and watched like four hours of snowboarding. Like, just cause it's cool. Like, you know, it's like this happens, like I guess in the world juniors case once a year, it's like you can wake up and it's cool to see everyone on Twitter, like how everybody woke up. Like, don't be that person who watches the world junior rewind. Hey, now,
0: Hey, now, I don't know. Like, I'm not getting, I'm not getting, I'm not getting that. up at four in the morning to watch Canada play Denmark or Slovakia. Like, they better be playing the Americans, the Russians. It better be – I mean, I'm not getting up for a quarterfinal game. It better be a semifinal game, finals with Canada. Then I'll think about it. Olympics.
1: But you got not, you up for the Olympics, though.
0: I, I do. I was – what? That, no, I was – that game was played. At-
1: and then Darlene wasn't even playing and you were pissed about it.
0: That was still at midnight, though. Like, I just stayed up. Like, I was up that late. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like it got started at like midnight or 1 a.m. So it's not like I was getting out of my bed, like middle of winter. I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't watch a Canada Slovakia game. But I, I get what you're saying with like, it is kind of cool to like, you know, lounge around. I don't know. Eat, eat a little coffee and Bailey's. Not sure if you're into that, if that makes me feminine or anything, but
1: enjoy it. Nah, coffee and Baileys is sweet.
0: Okay. Okay. Glad glad you're on board there. Also,
1: it's, it's your birthday
0: weekend too. So uh, what do you turn now? 17, 18? Uh, 21. So
1: I might have to go to Vegas or something.
0: No way. You should have tagged along. Could have tossed you in the suitcase down in AZ.
1: Yeah, I guess I should have. I don't know. I it doesn't feel like it's cooler when you're like 19 in Canada. Now you're 21. It's like, uh, yeah, like, you know, like it doesn't mean anything in Canada. Like if I lived in the States, this is my last meaningful birthday for like nine years because I guess 30 is kind of cool, but not not really. What's cool about 30? Well, it's just like you're a different, you're a different digit, I guess. But like <laughs> nobody really wants to be 30. It's like when you It's like when you're 30, you kind of look in the mirror and you're just like, oh, like this, this, this is my life. I'm 30. Like you know,
0: ah, I mean, oh, that's a uh, that's a long ways away. But yet again, thinking about you, like, what's it like to be thirty? How about forty? I don't know. 21's pretty cool, though. So maybe you'll find a last-minute uh, deal down to Vegas. Go hit that one up. Actually, no, it's World Junior time. Can't watch World Juniors down there. American TV
1: sucks. Well, and if you want to go to the World Juniors this year, why don't you check out SeatGeek? SeatGeek is an app that aggregates tickets from all over the web to make buying simple. Tickets are given a grade based on value, a 1 to 10 score to let you know if you're getting a good or bad deal. View from the seats lets you see where you're going to sit. Download the app, go to the settings tab, hit add a promo code, use our promo code, Report, all caps, no spaces, for $20 off your first SeatGeek order. That's World Talk Report, all caps, no spaces for $20 off your first Geek order. And of
0: course, if you're going to be a beauty and watch the games at home from the comfort of your own couch, uh, you got to be sipping on some Any Day Rosé. Newest partner, out, oh, they're great, great guys, unreal company, and an even better product. Any Day Rosé, it's 85% cider, 15% real rosé wine. Fancy shit. Tastes great. Uh, it's the first wine that you can pay for with Venmo. For all of you high tech people who can figure out a phone. Uh, the wine's made right in the heart of wine country. That's California. Cali, baby. Uh, 6.9% alcohol. The stuff is unreal. Anydayrose.com slash world is where you're going to get it. And of course, use our promo code world hockey report. Get yourself 10% off. That's anydayrose.com slash world hockey. Get yourself some cider to sip on. It's unreal. It's honestly going to change the way you're never going to want to drink another cooler again. You're probably even going to pass on beer. This stuff is that tasty. Any day, Rose.
1: Man, I had on, on Thursday night, I had some, like, it was like a vodka energy drink and it was absolutely terrible.
0: What was it? What was it? We gotta, we gotta start throwing around names. Slander.
1: The, um, the silver ice is good, but the, the fruit punch flavor is is not good. Cause like, you know, sometimes you'll need a little pick me up before going out where you're like, yeah, Yo. I wish it was a four local, but, uh, those are badass. Those are illegal in Canada. They are in Canada. Those are illegal. They're illegal in Canada. No, you
0: can get them. Where?
1: You can in Saskatchewan. Oh, maybe. Cause I know you can get them at like, I had one here. I, I drank one in, uh, on new year's last year. And like, I had so much energy cause it's like six cups of coffee and like this little can and that was pretty fun but then i think two months later i just asked the guy, I was like hey where are your four locals in here and he's like uh sask liquor delisted them and then i asked to get some in calgary when we were leaving because alberta has cheaper alcohol and they're like yeah like we don't have wow any. i don't know like they're pretty sweet though because sometimes you need a little pick-me-up like you need to have like like, I'm not the guy who's going to do six shots just to get me going. Like, I'll have, like, a coffee or something at eight to, like, get the caffeine going. Or new energy. I'll have new energy.
0: Dude, new energy is going to change the game. I mean, it, it's a great product. And you know what? You don't have that alcohol content, so you can go driving after. if you want to think about it. that? Uh, enough liquor talk, because this is a hockey podcast. Adam, Team Canada. I know you're not a massive Spangler cup guy, but come on every hockey guy has a little bit of a soft spot for the Spangler. That roster looks pretty fun this year. Like a lot of ex-NHLers, going to be suiting up and the goaltending. I don't know why they keep bringing Zach Fukali back. It, it doesn't make sense. I mean, maybe you can explain that for me Has he been like, he, it doesn't look like his ECHL numbers are stellar. Is there a reason why they just love this kid so much?
1: Well, as I kind of mentioned with, uh, with Lefren, you're like Hockey Canada has their guys. So if you're a you're a born and bred Hockey Canada guy, like U16, U17, U18 World Juniors, um, you know you're 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 like kind of in their in their circle. And I think that's part of it because um, he was U17, 18 i I'm pretty like I'm just guessing U17, eighteen, but World Juniors for four or for sure won a memorial cup and now him and jared coro and jared Coral played in the nhl last year which is kind of weird but yeah like looking at the roster like i don't know who jacob mcflickier and colt conrad are but like andrew evick Corey emerton matt d'agostini Tori mitchell zach boy chuck down winnick max Lapierre, zach dolpy adam cracknell dominic Moore, christy Domenico. like i know all those guys and the defense is like Sneaky good, like Simone Dupre, Kevin Biexa, Kyle Quincy, Patrick Weirkoch, like all those guys. But
0: Maxime Noireau, I think he played Olympics.
1: Yeah, and then another guy, uh, Dante Fabro, who he plays at Boston University. But once again, another born and bred hockey Canada guy, and he's only he's only twenty years old, right? So, like, I'm sure you could find a 27 year old pl- playing overseas who's Just as good, if not better, but they didn't play for hockey. Canada, you know
0: that makes sense. That's kind of interesting. I I totally get it. I mean, there's so much of that whole boys club junk in hockey, which totally makes sense. Uh, Just to, I mean, kind of fill everyone in. Dante Fabro is on the roster. Boston University kid and Colt Conrad, Western Michigan University. That's a weird one, but uh, a couple of NCAA kids. I love, I love like uh, when they do that because just watching them. You're like, how are they going to adjust to the whole men's game? And it gives you a lot more respect for those guys who are like playing over in like the Swiss top league and like the German top league. And you're like, damn, those guys are way better. Maybe not way better, but they're a good amount better. Like,
1: it's kind of well, yeah. Like it's it's kind of weird though, how like during an NHL lockout year. So in the like the 06 lockout and then the lockout short season and probably in two years or whatever the CBA is up. I'm not trying to be negative, but um, it's kind of weird how the like the guys who go over there, like you know Joe Thornton went and played for HC Davos. The, like because they're in that tournament, so he played against Canada, which is kind of weird, you know.
0: That's I think it's cool though. Like there's there's always those stories of Canadians on other teams that get to play against Canada. So I think it's a fun tournament. It's probably the best way to drink your coffee and Bailey's in the mornings watching Spangler Cup. Like that tournament just like screams fun. Like the refs were in cow costumes one year. The fans are electric. They sell out every game. Like I mean, it's just a fun hockey tournament in general uh yeah i got team canada winning they got such a good roster but yet again all these competitive hockey all these fun stuff there adam i think we covered a lot that was a good episode though
1: yeah we got it we got that bread
0: we got that bread is that something that you guys say at school now like do you just show up to class and you're like we're getting bread we're getting
1: this bread let's get let's get this bread let's get this bread there. yeah let's get this bread
0: i could definitely see you and all those saskatoon kids seeing stuff like that
1: or it's like I, I don't think anybody it's more so a joke it's like let's get this bread I don't like maybe it's money because people used to say let's let's get the bag which i'm guessing they're talking about get a bag of money i don't i don't really know slang okay? that's
0: an easy way to end the episode also uh adam's gonna be covering a lot of team canada world juniors i get the spangler cup uh matt Nafe's gonna jump uh covering some american stuff all that stuff worldhockeyreport.com You want the best coverage, just as good as this episode was, maybe even a little bit better, The blogs up. WorldHockeyReport.com. And, of course, follow us on Twitter because we're going to be electric there. All World Juniors season. And have yourself a Merry Christmas, Adam.
1: Yeah, I don't even know why you'd follow another account for World Juniors coverage because we got it all, all on ours. And we're the
0: biggest beauties out there. And, of course, our fans are pretty cool as well.
1: Our video last year got like 700,000 views. Like, did anybody else's video get that? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, well, have a good night, everyone. Happy World Juniors.
0: Happy World Juniors. I like it.
1: Peace. Merry Christmas.